You're listening to The Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. I'm your host and business mindset coach, Anna Dunleavy, and we'll explore topics on self-doubt, following your intuition, and why self-limiting beliefs might be holding you back. Hello and welcome back to episode 70. Today is the two-year podcast anniversary. I can't quite believe It's been a full two years since I released the very first podcast episode. It's really rainy outside and I feel like it's a really nice time and kind of good weather to reflect a little on the last two years, what I have learned and what this podcast has really taught me. So when I first had the idea to create a podcast, I was so incredibly nervous and I remember putting it off for you know so long and I had in mind that the podcast really had to start with some form of an intro episode about me and my business but that felt too scary and so I kind of used this as an excuse to keep pushing it back, pushing that release date back, keep just thinking about it as opposed to actually taking action and thankfully someone challenged me on this belief and made me realise that I could release the first episodes without an intro episode first. I mean, who would have thought it? So often we build those barriers up for ourselves and it's not anyone else's expectations but our own that often stop us from starting those new projects, from doing the things that, you know, excite us the most. And so I thought that this anniversary episode would be a good time to reflect on those last two years what they've taught me both in life and in business. And so starting a podcast was kind of just the beginning. Prior to that, in April of 2018, I quit my full-time job to work on my wedding photography business full-time. And little did I know that by doing that, I'd also make room for another business and the beginning of the Fearless Hustle Collective as a whole. And so wherever you are in your business, whether that's right at the beginning of your, you know, idea creation or whether you're a few years in, I really hope that these reflections will remind you how far you've come to. And so I wanted to start with the most obvious one, and that is starting this podcast in the first place. As I already mentioned, it took me a long time to actually get going. Sending out the first pitch emails felt really scary. It really did. And so when I received a reply from Sarah Tasker to say she'd love to come on the podcast, I was actually quite taken aback. In all honesty, I didn't really expect a positive response. I just kind of sent an email and hoped for the best, but I I wasn't really expecting a yes. And so I just assumed that Sarah perhaps was too busy and had enough on her plate as it was and that she'd probably say no. But, and I guess here is one of the first lessons that I'd like to share, is that it's always going to be a no if we don't ask. We have to be brave enough to take the first step and to take a chance on your new idea. And yes, the first few times I recorded the interviews I was nervous as hell, I was really scared. I I don't consider myself a natural kind of interviewer so that it you know I was stepping outside of my comfort zone but what I have learned is that confidence comes after we take that first step not before 
And if we, or if I waited patiently for it to show up, I wouldn't have started the podcast. And we're here, you know, two years in, and it's honestly one of the best decisions I made for my business. And one of the most enjoyable too, actually. And so often confidence comes with practice and it's a bit of an uncomfortable truth, but it is the truth. And by the way, our first attempts won't be perfect. Mine certainly weren't. I remember just being so nervous, not really sure what next question to ask, but over time you kind of learn to embrace that process. And once we take that first scary step, we're able to collect evidence to help us the next time around when we're faced with a challenge, when we step outside of our comfort zone. And you can do scary things even if they feel almost impossible to begin with. Start small and keep working that confidence muscle because it will grow. And in a month from now, you'll be surprised at how far you have come. So point number two, or lesson number two, everyone has a story to share. This is one of my favorite parts about having the podcast, getting to hear everyone's unique stories. It's definitely, you know, my favorite by far. And I love learning about people's journeys from leaving school to where they are now. And although each story is unique, There's also so many threads of kind of common themes throughout as well. And so often I'm kind of reminded of this idea that you're not the only one that feels this way. And if you listen to the interview conversations, you'll know that so many people are going through exactly what you're going through or perhaps have experienced something similar in the past. And hopefully knowing that can give you the courage to keep going, to know that you're not alone and to know that if others can do it, you can too. And on the note of stories, don't be afraid to share yours. Whether that's through your Instagram content in your newsletter, people connect with people and your audience wants to know more about you. Whether that's the individual experiences of running a business or maybe the transformations you help your clients to achieve, or maybe it's your deeper purpose for why you do what you do. And if this podcast is anything to go by, people love to hear other people's stories. So don't be afraid to share yours. It's quite easy to hide behind your service or your product and try and let that do the talking. And whilst, yes, that's still massively important, what I've learned is that actually people are interested in your story and you definitely have something worth sharing and the way you would have experienced something is going to be completely unique and so actually that in and you know of itself it's it's unique stories that actually haven't necessarily been shared before. So lesson number three, having a clear structure in place will benefit you in the long run And so will having clear boundaries about the kind of work that you want to take on, the kind of hours that you want to work and the kind of support that you're willing or perhaps not willing to give to your clients. And also actually the kind of support that you might need in return too. So it may sound 
you know, a little bit simplistic, but actually having clear boundaries in place allows you to really serve from a place of groundedness. And I'm not entirely sure if that's a real word, but you get where I'm going with this. It means that you are putting yourself first and asking the question, what do I want instead of what do my clients want? I know that it might sound a little counterintuitive, but actually putting yourself first can be so beneficial over, you know, in the long run. And what I've learned over the last few years of running, you know, not one, but actually two businesses is that we have to put ourselves first. It has to make sense to you first and foremost. And I know it will feel hard at first to approach it from that angle it really will but working in this way means that you don't have to sacrifice yourself or your boundaries and it means that you can work more sustainably without the dreaded burnout you don't have to try and fit into a model of working that you know might work for someone else and over time you will hear a lot of advice about what you should be doing in your business whether that's blogging weekly, sending out the newsletter, showing up on social media all the time, whatever it might be. But that's often a surefire way to burn out and overwhelm because we are one person and we can't physically do it all. And no, I'm not saying that those things aren't important in your business, they are. And if we have proper structures and boundaries in place they can still you know very much play a role of course they need to but without the feeling like you should be doing it because someone else said it will work and the sooner we can let go of the things that we feel like we should be doing the better and the longer you run your business the more you'll work this out for yourself and you know you'll find what works what doesn't and hopefully over time you'll be able to trust your gut on this one even if the next person is saying or doing all the things and, you know, at the back of your mind, you might be wondering whether you should be doing them too. So consider setting clear boundaries and clear structures for your business and your work life so that you can prioritise yourself. Lesson number four, some projects won't work the way you expected them to. Some launches won't go the way you expected them to. And it's all a process, all of it. And some things will work, some things won't. And that doesn't mean that you have to give up if one of the launches, for example, doesn't go the way you'd hoped. It just means that you may need to make some adjustments, some tweaks before launching again. And it's actually pretty normal. And I wish this was kind of more talked about because... I'm pretty sure that every business goes through this and it's normal for many launches to not be a sellout and it's also okay to let some projects go. You might know that a while back I launched a membership which I was really excited about to begin with until I kind of realised that I was doing all the things that I didn't necessarily want to be doing or that didn't align with my work-life balance. So that included a lot of calls in the evenings, for example, or the pressure of having to constantly show up. And thankfully, you know, I've learned that over the years that if my energy isn't there for a project or an idea, it's best not to push it. And again, it's hard. And yes, sometimes this may be your inner critic talking, so you may need to do a little bit of digging to get to the root of that. But 
my energy just wasn't there for this project for more reasons than one. And so after six months, I decided to close the group and I could have seen it as a failure, but in reality, it was just a lesson. A lesson that for me to do my best work, it has to fit into my version of success. Because the more we push in a direction we feel we should be going, the more we move away from the way of working that would really fit into the lifestyle that we want to create. And so it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to try something new and then find out that maybe it doesn't quite fit in with what you had in mind. This is part of the process and it's trial and error and I dare to say that all businesses go through this at some point. And so don't be disheartened to let things go. And by letting go of the things that no longer align, you're making room for the things that do. And so you're making room for things that light you up. And if I were to take this podcast as an example, I would be lying if I said I didn't consider having weekly episodes non-stop without the seasons because, you know, a few of the other podcasts do it. And I kind of thought, well, perhaps that's a better way, a more kind of consistent way of creating this type of content. But actually, I also knew that this just wouldn't work for me. I like to have breaks in between. I'm quite cyclical in that way that, you know, I kind of have big bout of energy and then I need to rest and so having the podcast in seasons means that I can record 10 episodes, I can get that ready and then after that I have a break. And so back to talking about the things that light you up, this brings me to lesson number five and probably one of my biggest lessons this year actually. We live in a society that celebrates pushing and continuously striving for more and what this has taught us is that we must work in this way too and anything less is just not good enough. You know, I used to very much approach my work in that way. I would feel guilty whenever I wasn't working so any second not spent improving my website or, you know, trying to put myself out there was a second wasted but I realized over time that it's a really unsustainable way of working. So what I've learned over these few years and and this last year in particular is that if you try to force and push things into existence chances are they won't work and certainly not in the way that you'd hoped and we'll end up wasting a lot of energy pushing something that doesn't feel truly aligned just because perhaps we feel like we should do. And so my lesson is this, follow your curiosities and follow the things that light you up because when you do, your work will be so much richer as a result and you will want to show up to talk about it. Maybe not every day because again, as I mentioned, we're cyclical beings and our energy levels, you know, vary, but you will feel an energy that will carry you through And that's not to say that you won't need support as you're doing this, you might, and that it's completely okay to seek that support. But doing things that feel in alignment will make running a business a whole lot easier. And lastly, always be yourself. And as the famous saying goes, everyone else is already taken. We can get so wrapped up in comparing to others, 
seeking external validation for our next steps. But the truth is the answers are already there. You already have everything that you need within you. And so it's safe to trust what lights you up and what piques that curiosity. So I just wanted to end with a quick note to say a massive thank you for supporting the podcast for the last two years. It's been an absolute pleasure to share those inspiring stories with you. And of course, a huge thank you to all of my guests too. And it wouldn't be the same without you. So this is the last episode of this season, but I'll be seeing you soon.